You're listening to episode number 283 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Well, it happened. Vegas finally fucking annoyed me for the, for the first time. What? So I get this fucking email from the Mob Museum, and it's like, Hey, on Saturday we got this whole, you know, uh, video conference where we're going to talk about how the mafia still has illegal gambling in America. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to not go to that since I have, you know, an annual membership to it. And I'm like, right. you know what, Vegas? Can, can everything not be fucking amazing? Can it not be? <laughs> Wait, that's what's annoying you? Just, just so everybody's abundantly clear. <laughs> What annoys you is that Vegas always has something amazing going on. There's uh, Tony. Tony, I have no free time to myself because oh, all I want to do is all of this <laughs> amazing different. shit that I get to do now. I'm like, what? Of course. So you could say it's like you just you you walk around in a complete circle and it's a 360 Vegas. That was also a veiled attempt at pissing Tony off because we've already had this conversation earlier and it's fucking amazing that this is happening. And it's so yeah. much fun to harass him and say, you know, I you know. could just, just live here. Right. It looks so fucking cool. Like, it was just such a good... Like, they have so many cool, like, one-off things. Like, Oscar Goodman was there on, like, Tuesday having... Like, I don't even remember what the hell what it was, but you could have drinks with Oscar at, at the Mob Museum and... Especially if you pay attention, it's amazing, like last minute stuff that pops up that you can Well, what's go pretty do. cool about it, so we're members of both the Neon Museum and the Mom Museum, and the Neon Museum has they have some things. I yeah, mean, but usually Lacey book was signings. Us some stuff. Like, I didn't realize they do events back in a separate warehouse that's yeah, like, all, there's, like, there's a there's lot of other some, stuff. There's some, but out it's, there. it's not like, like the Mob Museum's like no joke. They're like, oh yeah, we're having like police come in to talk about this. Like, like November 15th is Key Faber fucking day, where all the locals <laughs> uh. get in free. Like, All the locals? What? Yeah. I know. It's it just, it's just cool shit. It's just cool shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just so annoyed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I joke I, because I, I, I don't know why or how, and I'm not complaining about it, but I happen to also be on the mob museums. Or no, I think you forwarded it to me. And I must have scrolled through the email that you forwarded to me, and that's where I saw the Kafaver Day. And I'm like, 
really? Really? You kidding me with that? The kafal? I mean, because if anybody's ever gone through the mob museum, they know that a part of the attraction is you yeah. sit in the original courthouse yeah. or courtroom where the kafalver hearings were held and they lower the, the, the screens and they show the video of it. And it's, it's like you are there being an audience member. The, everything about that. I mean, I would just sit there mouth agape. <laughs> Watching. I mean, I still have a bourbon in, in my hand, but I mean, I would be mouth agape sipping on my bourbon. Oh, by the way, I get discounts at that at that distillery. We. Oh, oh, oh. We. Do you? Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if I. I, don't, I, th- I think I forgot to tell you that. I apologize. <laughs> if, if you could do me a favor, if you could just you know smash the cocktail glass that you drink out of and just break you know <laughs> drive the shards of broken glass into the middle of my hand, that'd be the best. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to wear you down, and you too. You and Jen will move out here. Can you it'll, it'll, I'll just be done. Exactly right. I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to work at Circus Circus. I, I, I'm just, I, all I need is a job, something that brings in anything that can pay for like my rent, and we'll call life good. I foresee a day we, we where Tony and I wander about Vegas holding hands and skipping. <laughs> oh, my two most favorite things. And I'll be behind you with the video camera, right. like Laverne and Shirley, just We're watching it. So oh my God, I would totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you'll be my schlemiel and I'll be your schlemiel. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that, we should probably start the show. <laughs> He's Laverne. I'm Shirley. Don't forget Karen. And as always, we start with Randy Vegas. In 2003, New owners MGM Mirage announced plans to move away from the family-friendly concept at Treasure Island in favor of something more traditionally Vegas. The property rebranded itself TI, removed the skull and crossbones marquee, and replaced it with a digital TI sign, and replaced the pirate show with a sexed-up theme called the Sirens of TI. I don't remember where I got that from, probably Twitter or something. <laughs> probably from that massive engorged brain of yours. I know, right? Any oh, any of this shit could be rattling around. It could just it could just be the uh, me going like seeing the the skull the at, skull at the museum. I was thinking about that because and, and me the going. Skull is sitting when, there. when did they get rid of that? I wonder. And and falling Looking down a rabbit up, hole as I normally do. Yeah, yeah. yeah that probably. thing was huge. It is. It's huge. It's awesome. It is so it's cool. It's really cool. I can tell you, I have only ever seen the sexed up theme. Really? The Sirens of T.I. Yep, I, I did not. My first trip out to Vegas was not until uh, roughly 1990, uh, excuse me, 2006. So that would have been three um, years after MGM would have owned yeah. it. Yeah. I don't, I okay. don't know if either would have been any good, <laughs> right? Like, am I going to see a real pirate show? I mean, I suppose if you would have well, done it really well, which Steve Wynn may have. I'm like, it may have been. Quality, well, so I'm trying to remember. Did they, they still had the original? Because it was still Treasure nope, Island we, we stayed there. Nope. No, it's always Ti. Every really? time we were there, it was always Ti. Okay. Well, never mind then. It was what, what it was, and I never, I never. Remember, our first to watch. trip was 2004. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. That's that date is now stuck in my head. That was our first trip. My yeah, first trip. Fir- was yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you may. Yeah. Have, yeah. Actually, so I might have seen it at mm-hmm. a time. Except no, we never left Caesars. We were stuck in there like fucking lab rats. By the way, speaking of, I do believe that there was a one Ms. Karen that was highlighted on The Better Life. If you haven't had the opportunity <laughs> yet, listeners, to listen to her, you should run over right now and listen to it. It was an outstanding interview. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Tim Tim was great, and we had a great conversation. And, uh, I, you know, I hope 
don't know why anybody would find me interesting, but as folks do, then, then I appreciate <laughs> it. But yeah, it was fun. We had a good conversation. You know, one of the things that you mentioned in the in the interview was that your first trip there was to be at Caesars exclusively, and, and so you didn't have really much of an opportunity to experience Vegas oh, yeah. and, and be, you know fall in love with the way we have now. But you mentioned that your next trip out was, you know, when you you and Mark went out and stayed at Luxor. Where would you, so if, let's just say, and I'm making this up, I'm, I'm taking liberties here, but if you were on a scale of one to 10, one being you just were like, why would I ever come back at 10 is I want to move here, <laughs> a little foreshadowing. <laughs> one was staying at Caesars. Where would you place you and Mark going out to Luxor on, on your personal one to 10 scale? Oh, actually I liked Luxor. I we think what stayed. he's saying is, in that trip, where were you in the scale of uh, uh, whether we, we or not I wanted to, to move here? Yeah, oh, because I mean, you just you just had an experience where like I don't get this, I don't get this casino, I don't get this city, right. like I don't I don't want to hurt tomorrow morning, so I'm done with the breakouts and I go out to dinner <laughs> with my colleagues that I'm obligated to do. Right. Now I just want to go to bed. Oh no, I, I was still probably a two. I, and you have to remember, like Mark dragged me. He, he had the great idea that we were going to walk from Luxor all the way up to Stratosphere until we realized how far it was. And I think we got to TI and I had a blister and I was like, screw you, I'm going back. Um, <laughs> I know. I still, I would have been fine never coming back again at that point. Let me ask you when we went, it, I, I knew that's what exactly what you're going to say because yeah. I am such a taskmaster when we go to a new place because yes. I also assume we're never coming back. So I'm like, well, we have to do everything because oh, yeah. we're never coming back. Oh, yeah. It was literally, Mark had a laundry list of shit yeah. we needed to do, and he was going to drag my ass because at that point, he has to do everything. Everything with had to be done we with Karen. I had to experience it everything. Together. Yeah. And now, I'm. It, fortunately, he's gotten over that, yeah, which is good. Because sometimes you ruin experiences. I, I don't <laughs> react the way that you want me to, and you get pissy. It's yes. true. <laughs> So this is amazing. Like, it it just looks like another casino. No, it doesn't. This Get out. Different. Look at, look at the architecture. Look at it. This looks like the same casino that we were just so, in. And so just let me in. ask you. Let me ask you this because uh, I, knowing that that was just a utilitarian <laughs> trip. Happen, um, yeah. The second trip, 2006, when we went to TI, and that was more of a fun trip. I had way more fun that time, and I think it was because. Well, first we of all, came hold, out, hold on. You got to grade it. Sorry. So you were at one with Caesar's Palace. Where was your grade for Luxor? I said two. Well, you're at two. So oh, yeah, I was at barely. Two. Better. It was barely better. Okay, what about I got, I got to go outside, which was better right. than what was at Caesars. <laughs> right. Um, no, TI, I was probably on a five or six. Like, I had wow. way more fun. Well, you, you got to remember, too, that was a trip that we came out with friends. It was so much fun. And it was That's the first time. That's the one time, that made me fall in love with the city. Yeah, that it, it was the first time. And I. I think for a while that was my focus. Like, all right, if we're going to Vegas, we have to go with somebody because I'm not going just with you. Oh yeah, because you were going to drag my ass all over. Well, the and place. the idea for Vegas vacation came from that because what Karen and I would do every year is we would just plan it with a bunch of friends to go. And yeah. We're like, Jesus Christ, this is the most fun ever when you come with friends. And then it, and it was just I mean, by proxy, be like, holy shit, this will be even better. Let's get people who fucking love the city. Yeah, the, I mean, it wasn't big group. It might have been like. Oh, yeah, Five, six, few seven people. Yeah, it wasn't really of that us big, total, but. but it just it made it so much more fun. But I can say the theory of can there be too many people? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nope. that depends on what you're doing. But yeah, I, I argue it's it's almost like like the more people you have, you almost set yourself up so you can't turn your head without something fun to do. Like there's always something fun going. As long as as long as the group it isn't. Like, we all must be focused at the same place at the same time. That gets stressful for me still. But if it's 
a group of people hanging out and some of them want to go do this and then you get back together and some of them want to do that and get back together like that if it's a free-flowing kind of see i feel got like it's completely group. evolved to that now well now it has yeah, yeah that's what i mean i like it but when you're trying to keep a group of even 20 people forcibly together it, it can be a lot yeah. so i like the the free form of it i agree tell me about twit pick of the week this week's winner brought to you by at bsk photo is one of the best aerial photos of the strip I've ever seen. In addition to its neon glory, it evokes hope in the wake of last week's grim assessment that the forewarned damage, unimaginative additions to the market, and the adaptation of nickel and dime fees would do to Vegas has come to fruition. This photo reminds that we created this city. We agreed to the house advantage in exchange for a fair shot and an unforgettable experience. And now it falls to us to point out which party is in breach of contract and support those that still honor our original agreement, or as close as you can get to in these days. A few times in human history, people have the opportunity to affect real change and rage against the machine. Now is one of those times, and you only need to be brave enough to try and save the city you love with the most powerful weapon imaginable in a capitalist economy, your money. Years of complaining about it on social media has not encouraged legislation to stop resort fees or discourage Vegas properties from continuing to charge and increase them year over year. But six months of declining revenues has delivered the punch to the face ownership had coming to them. It has struck fear in the heartless and mocked the outdated Gordon Gecko philosophy that greed is good. Unfortunately, a shock and awe attack will not win us this war. It will require a prolonged effort that, if we're lucky, will have casualties in casino leadership. And from those ashes, the opportunity to discover the next visionary leaders needed to restore Las Vegas to its former glory, lest we be required to claim another inept Caesar until that leader is revealed to us. Soapbox part two. I was really, I was really proud of myself. <laughs> You know what? If 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 last week was a, I'm trying to go with a boxing analogy. If week number one was a right hook, this week is the uppercut to finish <laughs> off the proverbial Mike Tyson wipeout. Right. Like you, you took out. I can't everybody literally remember any of them. Right? You know, bull. I remember bull being one of them. Something bull. Bald bull. But yeah, that's a yeah. bull. And you bull. had the Spaniard guy. Don, Don, no, I don't remember what his name is. Don Flamingo. Don Flamingo. That's what it was. <laughs> was that what his name was? I yeah, love that fucking game to this day. I To this day, I've never beat Tyson twice, and I still love to play that game. So <laughs> much fun. No way. I, I. You're right. Fair point. Fair point that Karen makes. It is It is. Um, perhaps rant 2.0, but I don't think that it's anything <laughs> less than articulate from what you'd said last week. You're right. You look down at the city and you've got all this hope and, and awe and wonder. And then you get there and you're like, okay, well, we're going to charge you to check in early and we're going to charge you to park your car. And here's oh, we're going to charge you extra fee. just to stay. Yeah, the resort fee. I mean, right, it's, yeah. it, it's, oh, you, you want to stay here? In addition to the room, we're going to charge you more. Yeah. What? As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. 
let's move into the news. So we've got some Caesars taking PR action. In the wake of a slumping stock price and somewhat embarrassing offer from Golden Nugget owner Tillman Fertitta to merge the two companies, a.k.a. Friendly Takeover, Caesars made some moves that seem to be the equivalent of, hey, look over here, we're shaking things up while actually not doing anything. First, it was announced that Caesars Entertainment has signed a 15-year agreement to be, quote, a founding partner, unquote, of Las Vegas Stadium, a.k.a. Raider Stadium. That means they will have a branded stadium entrance, one of five that will be available at the stadium, a drop-off zone, digital signage, and give Caesars the ability to offer VIP perks like tickets, suites at the 50-yard line, and over-the-top VIP experiences to high rollers and Total Rewards members. How much a partnership like that costs was not disclosed. Later that same day, it was announced that current CEO Mark Frizzora, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, I don't really care, will leave the company earlier next year. Frizzora took over the company in 2015 when former CEO Gary Loveman was similarly offered up as a sacrificial lamb in the wake of Caesar's bankruptcy filing. But the real reason you should remain cynical about all this is because when analysts ask what impact paid parking and high resort fees have had on the business, Caesars CFO Eric Hessian, and I don't really care if that's how I pronounce it because he's also a dick, said Las Vegas compares favorably with competitive convention-centric cities and is still a great bargain regardless of all the fees or how they are added in. Did you catch that? In one sentence, Caesars CFO summarized the exact problem they are not bothering to address. Quote, all the fees and how they are added. The one takeaway that I, I will optimistically look at is that it is much easier for a new CEO coming in to acknowledge that these fees are a real problem and sell the idea of eliminating such revenue streams in an attempt to right the ship. The only thing at this point, because let's be honest, Fees are like governmental taxes. Once you implement them, so they're hard. never going to go away. So hard. So what you do then is you roll it into the rest of the package. And what I think they will likely do, and this is at least my opinion, they're going to be the first to stand out there again with all of their uh, boa-wearing... Uh, Showgirls. Showgirls, thank you. That's the term. <laughs> and they're going to say, we've done away with our resort fees, which will be a true statement, but they're going to wind up rolling it into their rooms. And why shouldn't they when they own half of the strip? And if the argument is when you go to Expedia and you see all of these low price rooms, and so you need to discount the price of your room, but then gain it back on the resort fee, why not just say, well, we'll just we're going to we're going to muddy the waters of what is and what isn't an actual you know price of a room they can brag and say our 75 fee or $75 room fee per night comes with no resort fee added that's a true statement that's merely because they were charging 
$30 for the room and 45 for the resort fee. So I foresee them absolutely. The CEO is going to look like, you know, the second coming of Christ because (laughs) he did away with the resort fees and the maybe, maybe the parking fees, but certainly the resort fees. And it's merely because they've rolled it in. It's, it's going to be a shell game, but it's going to look from a PR standpoint, like, look at us, look how honest and what good people we are. Which is interesting because the number one complaint people have had from day one of resort fees, like, if your room costs this much, just fucking tell me this is how much it costs. Right. I don't have a problem with my room costing as much as it does a night. But that's where I have a problem with the fact that you didn't you fucking tell me. Right. When yep, when you show up, and it's in the fine print, yeah. but, you know, when you're looking at all these rooms and, and you've then got you this get big here, number that says per night. Right. And you're like, okay, so that's what it's going to be. Or here's the total for the trip. And you get there and you realize, oh, for three nights, it's 150 bucks more. Yeah, then you feel like a bait and switch. Yeah. So I personally completely agree with you, Tony, that going back to, hey, this is this is the charge for the, the room and there are no resort fees, put the little tagline, check your other comparison sites to right. see if yes. you are being charged. You're right. There is your advertising hook is is to go, um, you know, we don't charge $25 extra per night like every other place. Right. And you can just throw up the names. Just throw them like, fuck them. Well, yeah. and... We- we don't surprise you right. with what you, you know, when you order this off the menu, you're not going to get added things thrown into it that you didn't want. Looking at you, alleged gluten-free eaters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And honestly, so I did see on the local news that, you know, Caesar's CEO out. And I'm like, what the hell? What's going on with that? Didn't even, for some reason, it didn't click what we talked about it last week that, you know, they had the buyout offer. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess, yeah, they might have to do something about it, which is just funny to me that it's the Caesar CEO that's in so much trouble and not the MGM one. It'll forever boggle the mind how the fuck Jim Murin still has a job. I cannot wrap my head around Don't it. No. I cannot wrap my head yeah, around it. Yeah, that was my first thought when I saw it. But then when you look at this and you think of, okay, the, the faux buyout offer, I find the, what do they call it, the naming rights or whatever with the Raider Stadium very interesting because I just assumed that MGM was like, involved in that part and parcel partially because of where it's situated i assume the majority of casinos will have naming rights within that stadium so, well, so is, like is caesar's, caesar's just the being, first one yeah like okay. and they're not an exclusive they're, there's a reason why they said are one the, of five the, yeah, the, yeah well they're the first the well, no, well no there's five of them but it says they're a founding partner was their quote because even they know, well, yeah, MGM's going to end up buying a fucking, you know, entrance and they're going to have advertising. Like, everybody's like going to get I was in just on surprised this. that MGM wasn't already, considering where the stadium's located at. Yeah. It just seemed like the MGM would have been the first ones going, oh, yep, here, we're on that. And it'll be interesting to see who they promote up there as the next CEO. Well, just so you guys know, I've already been offered the position. Nice. Yes. Very happy here in Michigan. Get so. What? Exactly. <laughs> You should have known from the beginning that was a lie, because I'd have been like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So would we. No longer called the Cromwell. It's now called 360 Vegas. That'd be amazing. I love it. We'd have our own boutique hotel. Right. right. Oh, the dream. It's the only one I would want. I'd never want a mega casino. I can't wrap my head around that. Not even Cosmo? Well, I, I argue Cosmo is a high rise boutique hotel. Well, that's fine. I, I would take Cosmo, might be the is. biggest one that I would take. Look at this. Like it's ever going to happen. I know. That's cute. You guys are cute. <laughs> I love it. You know what else is cute? The Lucky Dragon saga. Yeah. It just keeps continuing on and on. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Attempting to recoup some of their losses. 
Lucky Dragon's main lender attempted to auction off the property last week for $35 million. They did not receive a single bid for it. Attempting to put on a brave face, after the auction, the lender told the RJ the Lucky Dragon will reopen one day. They just need to find the right operator. No word if any operator automatically equals the right operator. But Lucky Dragon is currently completely surrounded by a chain link fence. One of the saddest things I think I've ever seen. Well, you kind of have to in that area. Yeah, but I've never, and I'm sure this has happened before. Like, I, I, I don't know if it happened at uh, Riviera or, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure it did happen at Sahara. Well, so a lot of the other ones didn't have. I've, I've just never seen it. Yeah. So a lot of them had might have already had a fence around them, and then the entrance point was the driveway, and you, then you just close that off. So you right. didn't notice it as much. But, yeah, this one. Sad you, chain link you'd, fence. You'd have like, to have Aww. a chain link fence around that sucker. Yeah. I would not take the Lucky Dragon and make it 360 Vegas Casino. No. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. That one we Good would not. Good to know. Good to know. I was this close to <laughs> literally buying it in terms of. <laughs> he had the bid right. He was getting ready to hit send. Yeah. Thank nope, yeah. Nope, goodness. Nope. Change your mind. All right, all right. Next up is the 360 FHE. Looks like you were hanging out in the uh, North Strip area. What's going on at the Stratosphere? It's either pretty clear that they are changing all the signage over to the Strat, or Stratosphere has the worst signage in Las Vegas. Because I wandered all around that property, multiple entrances to the casino, most of which have no signage informing you what's on the other side of those doors. And I don't know if it's because I haven't explored that place a ton before, and it's always been that way, or if they're switching over. But it was, I, I was, I was, I don't, I, shocking sounds excessive, but I was, I was really surprised. I'd never seen anything like it before where I'm like, these are all entrances because I walked around inside the place first, then outside. And I'm like, I know exactly what's on the other side of that. Why are you not announcing that that's on the other side of it? But also, I don't know if I've always chosen to overlook it or was just not paying attention, but the area surrounding the property to the south and west looks like a neighborhood used to film scenes from The Wire. It is disturbing. <laughs> if you think Naked City along the Strip is bad, venture to the west and experience what is most commonly known as inner city blight. Because that shit is frightening. It, it does look something like a war zone. Something like boarded up walls and fucking, like, it's, it's Well, and not, I did, I yeah. think a listener called it out that the, uh, one of the pictures that you posted on Twitter, like the building roofs all have numbers on them so that the helicopters, the police helicopters can wow. locate them faster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you do decide to check that out, I, I highly encourage you, you one, do it during the day, during the day and do day. not linger. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and get ready for a lot more LED, at least on the frontage, as almost all of the previous existing signage is gone. Even the old neon-outlined stratosphere tower is gone. Any word on whether or not that ended up at the Neon Museum? I, I don't know. That, I, that's the first time I realized that it was gone. So I can ask the Neon Museum, find out if, if they're getting it. Because I, I know that. people know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, I, I hate to throw the word connected around. <laughs> I think, I think they might be kind of like, okay, I know you have an annual pass, but do you have to really come here every week? Like, hey, I paid my money. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so, fun story. My wife and I got married out in Las Vegas, specifically at the Las Vegas Country Club, and my parents 
and this is how much I love my folks. They're they're so sweet, right? Like they're they're innocent. They're 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 from small town Niles, Michigan. Look it up, folks. It's a real town. <laughs> and they hadn't been out to Vegas in conservatively 35, 40 years. So we put them up at Caesar's Palace and I'm like, all right, you know, like I'm doing well in life. Like, come on out <laughs> to my wedding. We're getting married at the country club. I'm putting my parents up at Caesar's Palace. They're like, all we want to do is check out Circus Circus. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, our, 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 okay, mom and dad, what, you know, here, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a taxi cab. You know, I'll, I'll pay for you to get down there. Here's some cash, you know, uh, make sure to just taxi it back. I run into my parents later that like, we're like, Oh my God, Caesar's, it, it, it was so great. It was everything we remembered it to be. And I'm like, well, that's not an endorsement. Wait, of what it was Caesar's like or Circus ago. Circus? Or, excuse me, Circus Circus, yeah. Circus Circus, 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 everything we remembered it was 40 years ago. Well, that's, that's, that's not, not a good yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they go, but here's, here's the other thing. We exited out of the back of Circus Circus. Oh. And I'm like, I didn't know that was a thing. And they go, and we walked the entire length. Do you know how fast you can walk the strip if you're on the opposite side of Caesar's Palace? And oh. I'm like, wait, what? No, 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 no. How are you guys not a Dateline episode right, right now? <laughs> wow. So I know I drove I drove by there the other day and saw like the trailer park that they saw. I didn't realize there was still a trailer park and then the hotel like the, it's not a trailer the, park it's an RV park. okay but right next to it are these motel sort of thing, scary yeah, looking they, buildings yeah, that are motels. like creepy as all hell you know what's funny I I've always had the romantic idea of you know what would be a fun idea is to stay at all these little shitty seedy motels. No, no. I never said I'd no. actually do it. I just no. said it's a romantic idea. Like, There's be, nothing romantic. It, you, it, you, it, can, you can do that, <laughs> and we'll take a scalding hot shower before you step I, foot I in this house again. I wouldn't actually. Like, it's a fun idea, but, like, the what, moment. What, what's fun about that, Mark? I don't know. What about that idea I is don't, fun to you? Okay, so, Tony, I get the moment I you put. Death. The moment you, you put any sort of logical thought into it, all the fun disappears. All of it. What I'm saying is, as I walk by, like, on, oh, look at that seedy little motel. That'd be cute to stay in, like, one of these little dive places that cost, like, no money. That'd be fun. Only in that little realm of, like, don't take one step towards it because then it becomes yeah. real. Remember that one time when the tweaker was able to break down the door? <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah, that was an experience. Jesus, Mark. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to move on before he actually starts no, to come. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I do have a question. Um, Yo, what's up? The, you got married at the Las Vegas Country Club? We did, yes. So is that like the same country club where What's-His-Name's house it, is in? It, it is. And I'll let Ooh. you in on a dirty little secret. See, I... I I'm only quasi successful on a <laughs> on a on a Monday through Saturday. The minimum spend at the uh, Las Vegas Country Club is ten thousand dollars. But if you get married on a Sunday, there is, to the best of my recollection, no minimum spend. So because we had a what we would consider and I think most folks would consider to be a small wedding, there were you know, it was my wife and I and then roughly, I don't know, 11 of our closest you know, nice. Oh, you had a very tiny wedding. Very small. Yep, indeed. Okay. We were able to have a open bar then that was a nice. part of our reception. Oh, so that was that was where the bulk of the money came from, wasn't it? Well, it, that's where <laughs> we were able to at least help spend some of you know the money that we wanted to for the 
folk, you know, for the sake of being there. But it was it was outrageously amazing. We had a wonderful I don't know if you want to some might call him a, a butler. Some might call him just like a, a, you know, an assistant. His name was Jesus and he followed us around and he always had a tray in his hand. So either Jesus had an empty tray for us to put our empty drinks on. Drinks on. Just to be clear, this is when. My wife and I were walking around the golf course having our photos taken. That's awesome. Aww. That's so cool. Or, or he had a tray that had a refill of whatever it was that he had just finished. We, you know, we, we had emptied and put on his plate. Nice. So it was, it was, it was gorgeous. It was so, it was absolutely for folks that want to get married out in Las Vegas. If you want to get married and keep your budget relatively low, let me know. My wife will find, will connect you with our photographer, <laughs> our florist. Our, you know, I was, I'm that one random guy who's Catholic, but he's not really Catholic because I, I got You a, mean like I all Catholics? A, you know, no, you know, about half. Who about throws half. all sorts of words like abortion around because that plays well in the Catholic faith. <laughs> Super. And uh, it, seriously, though, it was just it was such a beautiful event and, and it was outstanding. And I'll tell you, I will I will challenge most people where they've got a church filled with people that they do not know mm-hmm. and they're paying for them to be at the reception. And the wife is walking down the aisle in that gigantic cupcake dress that we spent less <laughs> on our wedding than most women you know, spend on their dress. Yeah. So. I, I digress. Cool. I digress. I just, I had to ask because I, I knew you got married in Las Vegas. I didn't realize it was the, at the country club, so I made that connection. So Did you guys see Lefty's house? <laughs> I, I, you know what the worst part is? I don't know that I actually knew that his house was at the Las Vegas country club at the time that we were getting married. Because trust that. me, I should have walked that entire yeah. golf mm-hmm. course yep. just to be like, okay, I'm taking the pictures. I deserve to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying for it, damn it. When I'm standing on their fence, exactly. All right, so Mark, you also went down to check out SLS. Yeah, about a quarter of their gaming floor has walls around it to hide the renovation work being done. And across the street from it, the MGM Festival grounds were, it, it, it had more energy around it than possibly all of North Strip while I was down there. Like, it, 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 it was so weird. Like, it, you want to judge Naked City, like, there's, there's I mean, it, granted, it's a dangerous energy, but, like, there's just nothing going on around North Strip right now. SLS... Well, obviously, Lucky Dragon, Circus Circus. Like, it just, it feels, I don't Riviera's know. Riviera's gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, and then you've got that, that big hulking Fountain Blue there. It's, I don't know. It just, it, it was sad. My only concern with SLS is whether or not Bizarre Meat will remain or if it will move to a better location. Oh, it's such a good restaurant. Speaking of Fountain Blue, how are things going on down there? Considering we don't normally get to see the inside of a building as it ages, it's hard to say if Fountain Blue is rotting from the inside out or if this is just normal wear and tear with a dash of exposure to the elements expediting the aging process. But either way, it doesn't look good. <laughs> well, it's, it's been almost 10 years. It's been a while. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not recalling right off, but yeah, it's not good. It's I mean, not... I just remember like the market crashed in like 2008. Well... I don't, I don't think it's that long because it was going to open, it was on track to open a year after Cosmopolitan and City Center, and it only went off track 
a year before they ended up opening. That's why it's so close to being done. Hmm. So I, I don't think it's that old, but I, I could be wrong. Well, we talked about it a little bit before. What what did you see going on down at Circus Circus? I, much like Tony's uh, <laughs> parents' experience. <laughs> it looks the same, pretty much. Inside out, it looks the same. I, I couldn't identify anything that had changed. Well, wait, and Tony, how long have you been married? Uh, eight years now. Yeah. yeah. Is that all? Jesus. Looks I, I know. Old. Trust me, it feels way longer than that. <laughs> way longer. I will say Resorts World continues to grow. However, the, the red glass exterior that they're installing looks a bit too much like when an Encore, when the, shun, when the sun is shining directly on it. It looks like that brown. Really? When, when the sun isn't hitting it, you can see the red. The red comes out better. But I was there as the sun was rising, and the sun was smack right on it. You had to get close to it when the reflection well, wasn't hitting it. To that be might be to... intentional. <laughs> to confuse you, they're like, going, it's another win over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over here. That would actually be kind of clever. <laughs> Good for you. Just saying. Mark, where is, just for the mind's eye, where is Resorts World as it relates to maybe Circus Circus or when Encore, since you're mentioning that as well? It's literally next door to Slots of Fun. It's just south. Yeah, it's, it's, where, it's where it's on the other side of that McDonald's. That's the, it's where the Stardust was. Hmm. Well, for those of us that have never been to Stardust. Okay, so uh, if you go to Encore <laughs> and then well, walk diagonal like from the very back of Encore, walk diagonal, and that's where the beginning of Resorts World is. Across the street, uh, over on Circus Circus' side. So it would be, if you, if you were looking, we talked about this once, that the way the strip used to be is you could snake around. Like there was always a property on one side of the street. So you may have to cross it, so you're always by a property. And that used to be that way. Well, now, once Resorts World opens, you'll be able to do that again down to Circus Circus. Because if you walk all the way to Encore and then cross the street... You'll then have Resorts World that'll then take you to Slots of Fun that'll then take you to Circus Circus. Got it. Okay. All right. Perfect. That my mind's eye can uh, can picture that. You know what my mind's eye is sadly disappointed is the uh, Harris signage or apparently there's some new <laughs> signage going on. Yeah. So the LED marquee it wasn't turned on at the time, but it's just a larger LED sign with Harris on top of it instead of the old sign where they had the the masquerades and the the jazz stuff and the notes and whatever it's just a big square led sign with the word harrow's on top of it i will give it credit for being a wraparound so hopefully it'll be as cool as like caesar's forum shops the one they have over there and link's got like a really tall one that's got a wraparound but uh i don't know it's boring i mean it's not it's not park mgm or palms boring boxy where it's like they have it framed, and it's just an LED on one side and an LED on the other side. So, I don't know. There's that. The north entrance has been totally ripped out to expose the infrastructure. And it's funny when I had, because I had seen Fountain Blue earlier that day, and I'm right. like, Jesus, like, is this what it looks like? And then I saw that, I'm like, oh, this might just be regular wear and tear. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty beat up. Harris is a lot older than Fountain Blue. Well, true, yeah, but <laughs> so I'm, I'm just saying. If those, if those two look the I'm same, just saying, that's not there, a there's good an time. aging situation going on. Is what I'm saying. Well done, Harris. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what sort of Ziploc bag you're sleeping in. You are aging beautifully. Their Botox is working really well. So here's what I'm gonna speculate is going on. 
they're going to replace that entire corner frontage with an LED sign. Just like the one that they installed over Planet Hollywood's entrance, like just before you walk into the casino. Yeah. That's my current speculation. That's what they're going to do to it. It would make sense. They could put whatever shiny, fascinating light-up images up there they wanted to advertise whatever they have going on, right. or they could just do a you know, picture rather of advertising a, yeah, in the hotel. Rather than a creepy clown. A couple of them yeah. with other weird things Much going better on. Idea. Yeah. What about the TI free parking? So I didn't get a chance to take a picture of this, but... While I was heading downtown, after I, I had hung out on the strip earlier and I was getting ready to head downtown to do some stuff, I noticed that the sides of the signage uh, at Treasure Island uh, along Sands Boulevard now say free parking on both sides of it. And I was unable to find any with validation small print on it anywhere. And Good I even know. And I even compared some old pictures that I had of... T- yeah. That's one of the things that... that I, I, now that you take so many pictures yeah, of so well, yeah, many Yeah, that, that I, so well, but stuff. I've always been that way. And the cool thing about it is I'm like, I know I have a picture of that. <laughs> so let me go back and see if maybe I just completely am over-exaggerating this and it's always been there. Nope, without a doubt, it was not there last week. It is there this week. Well, it wasn't there two weeks ago. It's, it's there this week. Watch me go out and then now, now like they just didn't get the with validation on it and I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I know, right? So... You've also started, you know, skateboarding again, and, yes. and you did so downtown. Oh, Tell us about that a little bit. So amazing. This is how I'm exploring <laughs> all of Vegas now. All of it. And this week, I discovered that just north of the Pawn Stars Pawn Shop is a place called Lost Vegas Antiques. And so far, it is hands down the best place to buy vintage Vegas stuff. Chips, cards, dice, ashtray, matches, you name it, they got it. It's run by the same guy, if you remember, who ran the gambling museum attraction that was at Tropicana for a while. It's run by that guy. And not only does it have cool shit in it, the proprietor is actually someone who knows about Vegas history. And I was so happy to be there. I had a conversation with a stranger, an extended conversation with a stranger I about know, Las Vegas. This does not happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Vegas is the one topic that it, it might happen about, so... I'm not surprised, but yeah, you, you don't do this. It, yeah, yeah. You walk in and say, I want this, leave me alone to talk to me. Yeah. Stop asking me questions. Is there anything questions. I can help you with? No. <laughs> Here's my credit card. Are you talking to me. Take it. <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, oh yeah, that's one of the rare ones. That When they only put that out, uh, that's a, the, you know, the, the Silverbird only ever had that one with the, with the Chase Silver on the inside. I'm like, oh, I always wondered that, you know, because it was only open you know, for X amount of years. Oh my God, is this a chip that actually, Tony, 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 I have. <laughs> An El Rancho chip that was actually in the fire in 1960 that burned the place to the ground. Wow. I purchased it. Yeah. Sounds morose, but it's pretty awesome. (laughs) No, it's super awesome, but but you have a note here that they might be closing up shop? They are. They're they're closing up shop in their current location this December, and they hope to find another place to reopen at. And this isn't the first time that they've relocated, so don't be too concerned about it. They're just not going to be there, and I'll make sure to share where where it is that they go. My guess is going to be they're going to head down more towards the quote-unquote arts district, which I have found to be the antique vintage district. Yeah. Um, Because there's a ton of shops up and down there. Some cool, some crazy... 
some like, but that would uh, they would fit better. And it's a tiny place. It really is. It's uh, a tiny it? place. Yeah. So, but I mean, it had some gorgeous murals on the side of it, and it, I mean, it's gonna say it's gonna be sad to see it go. But I wonder if it isn't just too expensive to be well, on the strip even i mean even though you're sure. you know where you know north of pawn stars Plaza and if you're right there at pawn stars i mean how many people know that it's there and can get there versus if you went to an area or a district that's being revitalized and has not similar that, businesses that focus, but though i yeah, see what you're saying but that kind of a focus it might just make more sense to move because i there. stumbled upon it it was only because i was skateboarding that i stumbled upon it because so i'm like what? what is this that arts district has some prime real estate that somebody should scoop up like corner locations with you know beautiful doorways and old architecture and all kinds of stuff that would be really cool for places to go it's into, it's, so. it's fun it's one of those things that karen and i have already eyeballed like you know once she ends up getting a job like there's <laughs> gonna be some money that we'll spend down there because there's some cool shit that uh, i'd like to have in my home oh and there's did, yeah i found a lot of stuff i want to have too which yeah. is scary mark did they happen to give you a date because i will be out there in december and i'd like to know did they happen to know when they thought they were going to be closing up shop in december he just said in december but i'm definitely going there again this week so I, I was <laughs> I'll, saying, I'll find I out i may be paypaling you some cash because i think i would love to own some el rancho and Silverbird and other oh know, yeah long 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 i mean that's the that's the best part i mean let's be clear you're talking about Silverbird and el rancho which have have been gone for Many, conservatively many. 50 years well the El Rancho 60. burned down in the 60s and the Silverbird closed in the mid uh, mid 80s okay all right, all right. so but, so all right well sadly I was born in 77 so <laughs> I am 41 years vintage uh, you know we've oh got, you young pup I know right that's the best part of the Soviets one on the show so <laughs> please continue <laughs> interestingly enough after the Silverbird do you know what it was renamed the El Rancho the second time that a property or no it's the first time that a property has taken the name of a former property and adopted it didn't it didn't work that's why other people <laughs> haven't haven't done it <laughs> i also learned to my great disappointment that there are things called quote fantasy remakes which are commemorative chips that are not the same as chips that were actually used in the casino and an easy way to spot these is that if you see the birth and death year on the chip there's a good chance that it's a remake. And the reason why I fell into this mistake is we were at the Stardust the final year that it was out there, and their chips had those on them. So I'm like, oh, it's just the same. Like, nope, there there are not real chips that do that. But I'm trying to, because for some reason, it means a ton to me that they're it's actually actual used, that they're real a, yeah. used chips. Oh, hell yeah, sure. But I'm trying to I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to take them back and, and ask if I can exchange them for real ones or if I don't refocus what they are to me and go, it's kind of like the Hall of Fame. Kind of like the Hall of Fame. It's, it's usually have, like, iconic logos. That's one of the things that I know. Like, Tony, I flipped through, no bullshit, hundreds of pages of chips. Hundreds of pages so, of chips. So picture, like, the binder book with the little plastic pocket sleeves with chips in them and that kind of stuff? Sure, picture, sure. Picture that. Yeah, Hundred, hundreds of pages, plural. <laughs> and and, and for, for me and the listener's sake, what do these chips, you know, what does a dollar chip go for, a $5 chip go for? It just depends on what it is. I, I, they were everything from $5 to $100. 
Wow. Yeah, wow. D- depending on okay. what it is. And it isn't even just a dollar chip. Like, I, I saw, like, $500 chips of, yeah. of a property that, you know, I guess had a ton of chips or it's just not in demand, and they were, like, oh, 20 I bucks. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So I could actually, what you're saying is you could see a, a situation where a 500 chip, there were lots and lots of them, so they go for... Twenty bucks, five dollars or twenty bucks, but the dollar chips because everybody could afford a dollar before it closed out. Right, and made those rare. more rare. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. Yep. All right. So after the vintage shop, what did you do then? I ended up going down to Pond Plaza because I realized, oh fuck, I, w- I was in vintage heaven. Forgot to eat. <laughs> so we know that's important. Yeah. So I headed down to Pond Plaza and had uh, just some pizza. Like they have a place called Good Pie. It's actually pretty good pizza. Uh, it's not like it's it, for anybody who hasn't been there or who has speculated. It really is just a baby version it of, looks like container of part. Can, it yeah. really is. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Can we do a two story version of this? I mean, not just a two story version. Can we do it like 20 of these instead of like the 200 that they did there? Yeah. Like, yeah, we can do that. Like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all it is. And even though. They seem to be cycling through tenants. The foot traffic appears to be really healthy there. Yeah. So, I don't know. The pizza was good. Golden Silver Pawn Shop still seems to be a popular attraction. Well, and even when my friend Lisa was here and we drove by, there were still a line of people yeah. standing outside to get into it midweek, midday. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's the cult of personality that draws all of this. Well, the old that, man... That's why... Pond Plaza because I did see like lines to get into a thing and I didn't you know me I'm like I don't really care so yeah. I didn't bother to find out I'm like is somebody in there but my gut told me I had a feeling somebody from the show is probably in there and that's why people are lining up to go in to look at it well and you have to remember the old man just recently died yeah. so I think that's kind of renewed interest in the whole thing oh sure so. the nostalgia value yeah. exactly is yeah. amped up yeah. but uh, I wonder if that isn't one of the challenges that Pond Plaza is having is that I saw a lot of foot traffic there, but there could have been something going on. And maybe, like, the stores aren't doing anything, but it's like, if they do something there, then people will go there. So it's, I don't know. I'll tell you, my wife and I, we've been there. We've gone through the uh, the pawn shop before. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was... It is smaller than it's made out to be on TV, but it's not as small as we or other podcasters um, allege it to be. I mean, it's not its not a tiny little box shop or square shop, but what I think the reason why we were able to get in, and I kid you not, we went in and, you know, the show is still, if not in its first, certainly in its second and maybe even third season, so it would have been at what I would consider to be the height of its popularity. We literally did not have to wait in line at all. We walked right into it. But I also wonder if maybe they're filming more frequently now than they were during seasons two and three because they just can't. I mean, it's it's literally anybody that walks through the doors is going to have something available to them. And if you got to get pre-screened online with the items that you intend on bringing in, you could just line that bullshit up you know, one after the other. And I've heard that again, allegedly, but I've heard that if you come in on a day that they're recording, you get trapped in there and I'm making this somewhat up on the fly, but my, my recollection is they record in two segments. They record a morning segment and they record an afternoon segment. So if you're going to be in there, 
you will be in there for an entire morning while the person who's bringing in their items is going to have it evaluated and valued and blah, 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 which is the same reason why you'll see the same people in the same shots huh. over and over and over. It's weird. So, there you go. I heard that they were filming off-site, that they had recreated it, but that actually, I like your story better. Let's go with that. I don't like mine. That's boring. <laughs> that would be news to me. What would also be news to me is if there was literally any progress going on at the Ferguson's Motel. They moved some dirt around. There's oh, okay, uh, well, uh, Yeah, cool. And? Yeah, there's dumpsters on site. People appear to be prepping the area to turn it into those two restaurants that we talked about that they're going to be taking over the space. And all of this is being done while Big Rig Jig is just sitting right there. I think I've only seen a picture of Big Rig Jig like twice, and I don't get it, but it's fine. It's artwork. It's all that kind <laughs> right, of stuff. Okay. And, you know, just seeing that there's this motel behind it that they're transforming. Yeah. Because they're not they're not ripping it down and building new, right? They're turning it. They're into, turning it into two restaurants. Okay, that's yeah. just. It's going to be interesting. I, I mean, I. I but I have I have a hard time going to a restaurant, that's inside a former motel. Like you literally would have to strip that building. Oh no! Down. I believe it's going like it, it, like those are the bones. Like when it's all said and done, like this is going to be primarily outside. Oh, that's it, fine. It, if it was a former motel, yeah, it'd have to be before I would <laughs> set foot in there and eat. In that area, like mm, I just, just dial it back. Yeah. Don't that one creeps me out. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll be okay. okay. I mean, it's, sorry, the, the rooms aren't themed in like you know saw in the <laughs> ring. You're like you're gonna be okay, Karen. I, it, it's a motel. It, there's there's so many things wrong with that, and then to eat food in a place that uh, random travelers have wandered into, just uh, you know, hotel rooms are the exact same, right? Not like a motel. Only because you could, because a person from the outside can literally yep. kick in the door. Yep. But or they all can the, let all anybody the thing, in and do all, all the things the that you're stuff. talking about. Nope, can, it's different. Right. Very oh different. That proverbial tweaker. That <laughs> that, that, exactly. It was hotel. down at Circus Circus. I know. Same thing. <laughs> all right. So you also had a golden discovery during your adventures. While I was skating further east of Fremont, past Ferguson's. I rolled past the Traveler's Motel, and sitting in its parking lot were the Golden Goose and the Las Vegas Club baseball player Marky. No exaggeration, one of the coolest moments I've had since becoming a Vegas local. <laughs> Literally just riding along, had no idea they were there, just caught out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that? It's surrounded by fences. They're just, I mean, it's another abandoned motel. And the baseball player's just laying on his side, and the goose is just sitting there. <laughs> so interesting. I had no idea. I, I don't know if if the Stevens group, you know, is leasing out the place, and they're just sitting them there, and they're going to make a return to Fremont Street, or if that's spillover storage for the Neon Museum. I don't know, but they, they are there. I think the only... I mean, I, I love it, and I love that they haven't been trashed, but if I had to be a negative... You know, Nelly about something. I'm a little disappointed that they're not at least covered in some sort of tarp, so the sun's not bleaching them out. Uh, now, I see what you're anybody, saying. I know half the listeners are probably screaming, "Tony, they're in Vegas. They've yeah. been in front of the sun, and they're already, yeah. you know, sun warp." Right. Shut a little the bit. Hell up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super mean to myself. You should, hear, <laughs> you should hear the inner dialogue I have with myself all day long. No, but that, honestly, that was my first thought when you said, oh, not being bleached by the sun. I'm like, they're from Vegas. Yeah. They will be. It, it, that's going to happen. 
Thank you for judging me, Karen. No, <laughs> I, I'm supporting your judgment, I'm go cut judgmental <laughs> decisions of yourself. Not, yeah, I'm not adding to it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Next up. So you also were doing apparently some Sunday morning strip skate. Yeah, I was so thrilled. This is this is he was my, a little obsessed. My coming out party for for skating. I, I've got no pictures of it. But I ticked off a box on my non-existent bucket list and skated the strip. And it was just as amazing as I hoped it would be. I ended up heading down there around 4 a.m. to avoid the crowds because I made the mistake a week or so ago to go, I'm going to skate Fremont Street. And I got down there and be like, there's no fucking way I'll be able to ride on a skateboard <laughs> around all these people. So I immediately realized if I want to pull off the strip or Fremont Street, it's got to be in the very a.m. I rode all the way down to the park at New York, New York, and all the way down to Palazzo. Lessons learned? The park and the link, not enjoyable rides. Whatever material they use for their walkway is, it's, it's like riding on rocks. It's terrible. However, Bally's down to Planet Hollywood, surprisingly smooth ride. It was thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> and uh, the sidewalks in front of Bellagio and Mirage were just what you expect at Standard Concrete. And I did grab some video of the ride, but uh, I'm going to need to bring my gyroscope with me next time to capture pictures so it's a little bit smoother uh, of a video that I, I can share with everybody. It was, it, was, it was awesome. But two things I did discover while I was out wandering around. This is why I said I can, I can foresee once I, once I feel comfortable enough that FHE will evolve into each week I just skate the strip in Fremont and see the new things and take pictures of them. Uh, while I was riding around, even more new signage is at Planet Hollywood. This time at Cabo Wabo. The signage that they have over their area is now all LED. And further confirming what I speculated before, the sportsbook area and bathrooms at Link, it was going to be home of the new Le Favorite restaurant, <laughs> French restaurant at Link. That seems to further be confirmed because the entire area is shrouded in a, in curtains. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be interested to see what they do with the link. It's always been an interesting layout because they've got O'Shea's, which is, I mean, I respect the fact that they're like, we don't want to lose the kitschiness that is O'Shea's, but you lost it when you lost all of the super what I consider to be low gamble right. value to sticky, it. Sticky floor. Right, yeah. And, and now it's just, you, oh, oh, hey, you want to play some beer pong? Cool. Go over there. Give it's us true. your 50 bucks or whatever it cost it, you know, to do beer pong now. This, this, give us an opportunity to enjoy the link. And and I, I know we talked about this off mic, but in a very real sense, Link, know your place. Like, know what your value is and know what niche you serve you are a low to mid grade casino hotel and there and i don't mean that derogatorily that is super valuable yeah 10 years ago me loved what imperial palace was and loved what o'shea's was and and why why be so um adverse to filling that niche yeah oh we talked yeah we we had extensive conversations about this off mic where it one of the great things about vegas is with that evolution of, of the visitor, 
when you first come, you usually don't have a whole lot of money and you need those places and you yeah. get to see the places you want to go. And then as you become more successful and you have more money and you come back to visit, you now get to do those things. It's this brilliant built-in model that unlike most places you go to, you know, you, you do the things that you want to do and, you know, they're that's that's basically it and then you come back and you just do the same things over and over vegas is like i can do this i want to do that at some point you know? which and, and we're still doing now whether it's i mean for me it's like dining experiences yeah. i keep going to the most expensive one possible um <laughs> but yeah it, it's yes they're, yes they're missing that um intro market to the first time gamblers kind of thing yeah all right well moving right along apparently <laughs> <Prop bets. laughs> it's funny because for anybody that knows our show and, and loves the podcast they're like well you know profits is like 20 25 minutes into the show right like you know we they hit the most in-depth part and then they move on to the just lighter stuff but okay here we are yeah we're, we're trying to figure this fhe thing out i, I keep having these amazing experiences i want to share but i still haven't figured the rhythm out for those of you on <laughs> no, you laugh because I just got a text message from my wife. She goes, and I agree. The new O'Shea's with beer pong is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I love so, your wife. So she's, she goes, and and she goes, except for you know that one five dollar machine because we happen to have won quite a bit of money on, literally on our way out the door. <laughs> but my wife makes me digress. Shut up, woman. Prop bets is just an extension of the news, but with bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Tropicana, the only free parking South Strip. Uh-uh. It will now start charging $15 for parking during special events, specifically Golden Knights games or concerts. I can't blame them for that. I, I say Honestly, same thing. for that, I yep, can't. totally fair. Because 15 is still cheaper than a lot of those Yeah, shit. it's totally fair. Eater Vegas shared pictures of the recently opened Nomad Bar at Park MGM. And the trend of renovation disappointment continues as the space feels like a cross between every old bar and overpriced hotel and the retirement home cafeteria. It's true. It does. Yeah. I can't wait to see because I, I saw an article today that actually talked about Nomad as a, a brand in New York City. So, which I didn't, honestly, I didn't realize. I'm sure I heard it at some point, but I'll be interested to actually see it at some point because I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. At Melts Vegas is reporting that during the recent MGM earnings call, the restaurant Italy, the most talked about part of Park MGM next to the theater residencies, will open at the property December 27th. Italy will be the anchor tenant in the property's Bass Pro Shop frontage. <laughs> Peter Vegas is reporting that the renovations to Piccadilly Circus Pizza on Fremont Street, located next to the Harley Davidson shop, are now complete and the restaurant plans to reopen in November at, or as, 322 Pizza Bar. Sadly, none of the more interesting plans for the project have come to fruition, the most interesting of which was the addition of a rooftop deck. <laughs> the Mom Museum is celebrating November 15th as, oh, I hope I say Day. this right. Okay, the Favre Day. And is offering free admission for Vegas, or excuse me, for Nevadan locals. Nevadan? Yeah, we're Nevadans. Yeah, fair enough. Nevada locals? Yeah. Estes Kefavar was the aspiring presidential nominee 
who led the public hearings around the United States investigating organized crimes. Those hearings are pointed to as the reason the mob moved their illegal gambling operations across the country yeah. and brought them to Nevada where they could run them legally. You had to connect a few dots there, but you did well. Thank you. <laughs> I tried. The Voice Neon Dreams. The show originally planned for the venue being constructed in front of the Hard Rock that pulled out of that deal to find a new home now has no home. Rumor was they were close to signing a deal with Palazzo. Then Palazzo remembered the only thing anyone cared about that show are the celebrity judges, and since they won't be a part of the show, would eliminate any interest. I, I don't think this surprises literally anybody. I was surprised that they were like, you know, uh, we're going to leave. You guys are taking too long on this. We're going somewhere else. But like, I think you need to count your fucking and this, blessings. This, this is like the show, The Voice, that's on TV and... These are supposed right. to be contestants from that that were going to do a show there? Former winners, runners-up, like yeah. celebrity Who, who could people. name a single winner of The Voice? And I, I honestly love the format of The Voice way better than American Idol or whatever. But American Idol is the only one that you know anybody that was a contestant on. Yeah. Oh, sad. In response to a listener question to us on Twitter and amidst speculation... At T.I. Vegas shared the tram between Treasure Island and the Mirage is opening, quote, very soon. Okay. Ooh, didn't know this, and I like this one. The Las Vegas monorail only cost a dollar per ride for residents with a valid Nevada ID. Limit two single rider tickets per day, per person per day, or one 20-ride ticket no more frequently than every 20 days. Ten days. 10 days. No more frequently than every 10 days. That's what I said. Totally what I said. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what I heard, too. So <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Joey Lawrence will be the host what? of Downtown Grand's 90s-themed New Year's Eve party. Admission is free. <laughs> I knew you that's were going to do it. I knew, I, knew, I, I knew either you or Tony were going to do it. At Melts Vegas shared a fun fact shared in the recent Caesars Entertainment earnings call. In new legal sports betting markets, outlets in the vicinity of sports books like restaurants and bars, why they've experienced a 10 to 20% increase in business. <laughs> That's so cool. Duh. <laughs> of course they have. Yeah, they're like, so I'm going to sit right here and watch my game. <laughs> Just give me another beer. And gamble oh, and, and eat and drink. I'll, I'll take some wings. Yeah. Yes, right. please. And I, I I guarantee what it is is the sports book's already packed, so they're not staying there. So they just spill out. Like, I don't, I don't want to leave. And they tell the bartender, can you hold my seat so I can go over and make another bet? And the bartender <laughs> says, sure. And they go yeah. and come back. <laughs> and lastly, the RJ is reporting that Bobby Flay will open a new restaurant at Palms in March of 2019 named Shark. The seafood restaurant will feature a menu, quote, heavily influ influenced by ingredients from South America, Mexico, and the Mediterranean, which is a stretch for Bobby because he had the Mediterranean in there. Well, you know, so Sorry. funny you should mention that, Karen, because I read this as well, particularly with an eye towards the fact that my wife and I are big Bobby Flay fans. And I'm like, okay, I get South America, I get Mexico, and then all of a sudden, throwing the Mediterranean was just, you know, the needle across the record. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait, right? What? I know. I so here's oh. the weird thing. I've eaten, I think, at two of his restaurants, and I've been underwhelmed. Which um, two were they? Do you remember? Uh, Mesa Grill and... 
There's another one. I don't remember. Was um, the Mesa Grill in Vegas? Yeah. We were underwhelmed, super underwhelmed as well. And okay. so there was a part of me that was kind of excited about this new. Until you, know, you saw the combo. <laughs> well, yes. And you saying I've eaten at both Mesa where we were underwhelmed as well as another location. I mean, that's just, it's one thing to be underwhelmed in one location. Yeah. Right. But, well, but both places? So the funny thing is, is this is going to be called Shark. I don't and know. And it's at the Palms, which is where they have the, the dissected shark yeah. at the lobby bar. I don't know. I don't know where it's located. I don't know if it's a tie into that, but I thought the same thing. And I was like, mm. I, I will be interested to watch this going. But yeah, no. So here's the funny thing. I, I like him, but don't like him because I, I think he's incredibly egotistical. He's got a burger place. Right by Pinkberry off of... Uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't yeah, made we haven't it there that yet. yet. That's on my list. It's, we haven't made it there yet. Um, well, we'll finish your thought because I don't think you're well, going to be too far off. Well, tell me well, about no, your, so, your, your belief, egotistical No, he's, he's very egotistical, but the fact that he's done so many of these cooking shows, he has a show called Beat Bobby Flay. I mean, people come on to try to beat him. He's obviously a very good chef on the fly. I don't think he's done a good job of translating that into a permanent restaurant concept. At least... Not from any place. Like I said, I think I've only eaten it two. And I was so underwhelmed at those that I was just like, yeah, I don't need to do it again. He's entertaining. I don't know how good he really is as a chef. Um, I, I wouldn't have thought that his ego, because I'm like, all right, congratulations. You're nailing Gianna. I get it. You, <laughs> marriage, allegedly. Allegedly. But he, like when you watch that show, and we have, we've been watching binge watched his show oh yeah the guy i mean it's it's amazing because for those that are unaware and don't watch the show the concept of beat bobby flay is you get two you know restaurant owning chefs that go up against one another and if they you know whichever one beats the other then they get to go up against Bobby Flay. And with when, their signature when, dish. With, with their signature dish. Right. And so Bobby doesn't know, uh, you know, allegedly. And allegedly. I'm, I'm accept it. I'm, exactly. I'm going to accept it at face value. If Bobby Flay doesn't know what your signature dish is, and you say, you know what, Bobby, my signature dish is, and then fill in the blank, it's, it's fish tacos, it's, you know, um, filet mignon, it's whatever, you know, whatever. That Hopefully they didn't do a taco thing or something, because that's kind of what Bobby does. But, yeah. But here's the best part, though. I mean, most of the times, at least it's been my wife and my opinion, is the more complicated the chef tries to make the meal, the better off Bobby does to just go, oh, yeah. I'm going to make a traditional X. I'm going to make a traditional fish taco. I'm going to make a traditional, you know, whatever the meal is. And the sol- the other chefs then that are big name chefs that have big name New York City and L.A. restaurants, they're like, well, this meal, which is, you know, the one-off cook, this meal is avant-garde. Nice. I'm going to elevate it. I'm going to exactly, Exactly. But it. I like this meal because it's basic and it hits all the right notes. And it's inevitably Bobby Flay's meal. Yeah. So, all right. Sorry. I, poor Mark. He's like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah, I, I no, checked out. I'm playing no. a game. Yeah. He's he's okay. eye-rolling okay. and moving on. So yeah. we need Mark, to. Mark, <laughs> turn, turn your headphones back on because it's time for us to move into the river. All right, so we got a couple of folks here that uh, have some listener feedback. 
You know what, Karen, why don't you jump in first? All right, so first off, we have a PayPal donation from our friend Phil States. Phil writes, a karma donation for upcoming trip November 9th through 14th. I'd hope to finally have a winning gambling trip, but let's face it, I was dumb enough to sign up for a marathon, and mere survival should be considered a winning trip. <laughs> yes, well yeah. said. Well yeah. stated, sir. You you, you I, fell into Christina's bullshit and said, I can run a marathon? Yes. Yeah, no, don't. Just, just, just say Talk no. about Listen. cult of personality. <laughs> we have belabored this point over the last few years, but I don't think that from Christina or from Phil's standpoint it's belabored enough <laughs> these are individuals who 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 proudly admit they were you know oh yeah slightly overweight yes and they, they said themselves fit. i want to be more fit and more healthy yep. and so they've taken up running to be their uh form of exercise and and, and weight loss and they are not only incredibly svelte and <laughs> you know athletes but they then sign up and go, hey, you know what would be a lot of fun? I can, but, hang on, listen, hear me out. I want to run 26 <laughs> miles because that's a good time. Well, and God love them. That's what they're going to go do. So in, in Phil's case, and I have to give him credit, this is his first ever marathon and he chose to do it. So last year he did the half marathon here in Vegas. So his oh. first ever marathon is going to be here in Vegas. Yeah. Christina runs way too many. Uh, I can't even get into it. The girl's crazy. Um, but yeah, so no, they're they're going to be here actually next weekend. There's going to be a lot of folks in. There's also a 5K. I think it's happening the night before. So there'll be a lot of folks here in town um, running those races. And it, Phil, we wish you all the best. You've been training. I know you can do it. We saw pictures. You were on vacation someplace running in the crazy hours of the morning. So it, it's we all all the best wishes wishes and karma are heading your way to to make it through this. Marathon, crazy nut. And to be clear, we mock because they're clearly better than the, than oh, us. 100%. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's why. That's oh why yeah, no, like, no, no. You guys are crazy. I struggle. Why would you do that? I struggle with a 5K. Are you kidding me? I mean, it. It's, I'm not. No. The, the thought of a half. Uh, uh. The full. No. 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 Kill me first. Kill me first. <laughs> All right. Next up comes from my uncle Ben. <laughs> we got an email from Ben Snyder. He says, in reference to our conversation about the Golden Knights slash Golden Nuggets. Golden Nuggets. Thank you. Golden Nuggets slash Landry's Caesars merger proposal and the logistics of owning an NBA team and a casino. He says, if it were to happen, parenthetical, which I don't want and hope it doesn't. He goes on to say, I'm betting it would be a similar situation that the Maloofs had when they owned the Palms. Now, they also owned, and parenthetical maybe still do, the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. They don't. They had, do they? Okay. Not anymore. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They had a sports book. And Ben doesn't think that they were allowed to accept wagers on the NBA, again, parenthetical, or maybe just the Kings. He says, I'm not sure if this was the NBA rule or a decision, or maybe it might have just been a gaming regulation. But can the Palms accept wagers on the NHL and or maybe the Knights? Well, they can now. Uh, well, you know, besides it's already happening with the Nugget. I mean, isn't it? Also, with the Golden Knights and the Maloofs, again, parenthetical, they own 30% of the Knights and a small part of the Palms. I just found myself responding aloud to your conversation <laughs> during the topic, so I thought I'd write in. And 
you know what, Ben? I hope I did an adequate job of <laughs> making your mental thoughts as you were having this. Because here's the best part, and this is what I love about podcast listeners, because I'm one as well. Most podcast listeners listen to a podcast probably while they're in the car on their way yeah. to work or they're on and they start you know, talking uh, back to it. Exactly. Right, no, right. Like they're, that's they're not on the right. subway and they're You're just crazy. listening to it. And they they question themselves about this. So Ben, I hope I did an adequate job of taking <laughs> your internal monologue and turning it into, you know, uh, some some listener feedback. Anyway, he says keep up the good work on the show. I just so, I love uh, the thought of him sitting in his car going well, wait, hold on. The Maloof's already had this with the Palms of Sacramento <laughs> Kings. What are you talking about? What's the difference? I just, I have that vision of, you know, Ben in his car doing all of this, but. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I remember hearing all of this before. Yeah, I, I remember, I, I, but I don't know because I'm not much of a sports better. I, I do recall something about them not allowing betting or maybe they just did that because they didn't want the NBA to get shitty about it, but I, I, I do agree with him. I don't think any of these leagues give a shit now. I mean, it's well, everywhere. Now. You can't stop it. Well, and I guess the, the other difference for me was do you have a casino owner owning a team that potentially is in the same town? I mean, it's different if they're, you know, in wherever the hell the team was in. Was it San Antonio? Houston. Houston. Um you know, so it's different if it's in Houston and the owner is here in Vegas. Okay, maybe, but I guess if it... I think it's a different world, man. Like, people don't throw... They get paid so much fucking money now. Like, it's not like back in the fucking White Sox days when these guys are getting paid, you know, 20 grand a year or something. And, and you could and give them, like, you know, 50 grand and they'd throw it Yeah, game. I mean, it's not really... Like, this a is a completely different world. Like, the fucking league minimum for, you know, in these sports is like $100,000 a fucking year. I mean... New world. Well, listen, I think that's probably going to do it then for episode number 283. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show, which is at patreon.com slash 360vegas. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates like amazon.com, Earth limos, or just make a PayPal donation. You can buy merchandise from the show like zazzle.com slash 360vegas or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to find, or excuse me, if you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, audio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tony's had a good night. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like my uncle Ben Snyder, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. There's a really good shot that you're getting your first Vintage Vegas episode released next week instead of our regular show. What? And there's also what? there's also a chance that we're just gonna do a regular show. <laughs> he just told you where you can find me, so until next time. <laughs>